selling the airspace above your unit, above your house, it does happen. We're going to tell you more about it. Stay tuned. Always jam to that track every morning. <laughs> the what? I always jam to that track. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's a good track. I don't know how we landed that, but we landed uh, it well. If I do uh, say so, good you. I'm actually really good. I think I told you before we jumped on a lot of good vibes for today, and I think it started off. You get some. You get to watch the, the sunrise by Dy Beach. You get to see a fat, full blown rainbow in the sky, and I think it says to you. It's going to be a sick day. So, going to be a good day. We've got a couple yeah. of offers today in Queenslift. That's right. That's right. Super keen. Um, I think it's going to be a great turnout. Jessica and I and yourself are all excited. So, let's let's we'll keep that energy even even right till the end. So, let's see how we go. Giddy up. So, um, selling airspace above your unit or above your house. Uh, when, when there's allowance to go vertical, big money. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people don't don't see is the, the potential because um, you, you more or less think to yourself, that's the building, that's it. Obviously, you know, so many years to go by and you're just like, well, well what's next? What's the, the next best thing that we can do? And a lot of the time I feel that because it's not explored, a lot of uh, potential growth, and, and you get a lot of, for instance, owners and, and investors think, you know, there's, there's no more money to be made. Um, what, what can we explore? What can we do? So I think let's, let's dabble into it this morning and, and check it out. Yep. Now, generally, this will be in high value areas. So, um, you know, Bondi Beach, uh, CBD of Sydney, uh, Parramatta, uh, you know, they're, they're areas that have really good height allowances. Um, that have been approved in the area, but the buildings are just donkey old, small, and yeah. um, and people are sort of wondering, uh, wondering it about a little bit. Even even with commercial, um, I was at a I was at a property, um, a commercial property yesterday that was on the biggest block of land, but there's only about twenty of them on there, warehouses. And it's like, dude, you can go, you can go on top here. Yeah, yeah. And it's when it's it's when you start looking into it a bit more, you're like, all right, it may be an old site, maybe an old couple of buildings, but if uh, you know a number of people come together, all all owners, or if it's the one, for example, you come together and and you start yep. to formulate an idea, and of course your zoning on based on wherever your property is located will really determine as far as how high you can go. Um, so that's such a crucial factor when when exploring all of this. But most of the time, yeah, you've you've really not maximised. Um, the height clearance. A lot of the time, so I think it's with the, with these older buildings, you know, like there's there's so much of the time there's, there's, a, there's a lot of maintenance to be had, you know, there's, there's 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 not a lot of money being made from it as it sits. So an investor or a developer can come along and really enrich that building again, really put some some money in, in, in the pocket for these these owners and, and spark yep. up a whole new uh, spark up a whole new build altogether. Now, it does depend on the zoning. Um, so I'm going to give you a, a small-scale example. Um, 
we have seen it. There are places, um, and it sort of where where real estate's expensive is where people are going to pay a, more of a premium to go on top. But say it's a three-story building and it's in a four-story area, there is the ability to put like another apartment on top potentially. Um, you've got your, your development control plan in your area and sometimes that will, will uh, limit or allow what you can do. But often you'll see a really old building and then you'll see a cool building on top of it. So you'll see like a, a really old building and then you, you may see like a penthouse that's done out of charcoal, you know, and the building's a historic building but the penthouse is done out of charcoal. Um, yeah. I think Cafe Sydney, um, which is um, in Customs House, which is a historic building, um, Customs House, it's a heritage building, but then what yeah. they allowed couldn't see it from the street was another story to go on and you put the coolest cafe in there so there's really if people have got their mind open to it you can really do some wicked stuff absolutely but speaking of heritage buildings look a lot of the time um i mean those those heritage sites are in zoning where you know you, you've got so much opportunity to go up but again because it's heritage you just it's forbidden you can't so the interesting thing is these developers these investors actually purchase the airspace from those heritage sites to put in other locations and you know we're talking in in real deep urban sites you know where there's, there's there's a lot of potential growth there's a lot of buildings already there but it's really cool that 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 can actually happen where you can transfer what can't be used in one site and be used in another so i i guess to clear up exactly what you said about transferring um yeah. we've got a um, property that we've got for sale in um Erskine Street in the city. That's right, yeah. And, uh, and for instance, because it's a heritage site and it's got a really small footprint, um, for, uh, as an example, you've got to have parking. So you just because just you can go five or ten storeys on top, if you can't supply parking to those five or, ster five or ten storeys, then you're restricted, potentially can't do the development. So this property in Erskine Street, I think maybe eight, uh, they're almost like semis or townhouses. Yeah. But there's a 60 metre, how, how high is the, the next door, the height limit there, 60 metres? About 60 metres, yes. It's pretty high. Like the, the building next door definitely is, uh, made the most of it, I'd say. So when you when you look yeah. at, at all the terraces there, definitely maximise on that. Definitely. Okay, so in that circumstance there, you'd leave it alone. You'd leave the heritage building alone. You'd, you'd probably um, bury under it. Um, and puts and and um, and then you'd build on top of it another sort of 45, 50 meters of buildings above it, and then the adjoining building would supply the driveway and would supply the access way to the car park and the access way to the apartments. So there's there's actually there's potential there where a lot of people would look at that sign and go, look, that's never going to be developed. You're never going to be able to get parking in on that corner. You're never going to be able to get because uh, it's heritage uh, it's going to be hard it's going to be a hard one to work with but there's workable solutions that you can come up with uh, whether it's small unit blocks whether it's big unit blocks an example of cafe sydney there there's commercial where people have done it um i think as cities get denser people get a bit cleverer but i do have to say car parking often brings people undone good morning sasha good morning luke <laughs> good morning good morning <laughs> What I'd, um, what I'd actually seen, and I wanted to nick, uh, pick your brain at as well, I mean, you know, between residential and commercial, because this, this blends between both areas, um, I actually seen that there was a couple 
you know, had a wicked property, property next door to them, you know, had potential height clearance to go so much higher. They actually purchased the air rights from them so they wouldn't obstruct their view. So it's not even a matter of utilizing it for any means other than the fact of stopping them from obstructing the view. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Is this is this a common thing? Yep. Happens yeah. a lot. Happens a lot. There, the interesting thing is um, these covenants that uh, the, uh, that were over, easements, covenants, whatever you want to call them, that were over the adjoining properties um, mm -hmm. lasted some of them from generations and like 30, 40, 50 years back. So they would say, look, I know you're a single-storey house and you're on the water and we're a two-storey house and we're one back from the water, but we would like to pay for the privilege of you not being able to build another storey on your block, um, which then means the two-storey house would always retain its view. That no. does happen, um, yeah. and it's happened in the 1950s, 70s, 80s. People have done that. The interesting thing is I've seen some of these overturned in court um, as, as the years, as the generations have rolled on and the property ownership's changed. I've seen on the occasional one they've been successful in challenging it and beating that um, that, that covenant or easement over that um, second story, potential second story or the adjoining property. Interesting, interesting. Now, speaking of buying airspace, though, do you, do you think it, it'll potentially be the next trend as far as real estate's concerned? Do we see this uh, picking up a little bit more as, as time goes on? I think so. I, I think with the property of real estate, the, the value that where real estate is in some areas of, of CBDs, yeah, it really is. And also councils trying to, um, councils trying to promote um, higher density in some areas. They like the higher densities in some areas because they it's less infrastructure they have to supply. So it's easier to make, put another train on, put another bus on, make the hospital a little bit bigger and make the school a little bit bigger. It's actually much cheaper to do that as a city than it is to add another hospital, add another school and add a whole transport system and highway system. Um, so that's sort of what they call infill. Um, I remember it was very big in the G20 um, many years ago. That infill, they were saying, rather than developing in a corkscrew, you know, like a corkscrew going outwards and outwards. Yeah. If you could imagine the CBD of Sydney as the corkscrew, as you each time you add another rung on the outside of the corkscrew, that's another 15 hospitals, another yeah. 15 schools, and it actually chokes the core of this of the city by doing that because everyone tries to get in so they they really try to promote um rather than that they really try to promote infill and then they chose to hammer um cbd locations like Parramatta cbd chats with cbd um sydney cbd because they had that infrastructure already in place yeah yeah i feel like that's a sensei Saturday. i didn't even i didn't even start by saying it this morning but you, you Mark Novak, you definitely do it. I love it, yeah. <laughs> it's Sensei Saturday. That's yeah, interesting stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It's stuff, Nate, that we just drive past all the time. We don't really think about it. You think you just assume or you're sometimes you're, you know, mate, you may, you know, you just, until someone mentions, you're like, shit, I've actually noticed that. And, yeah, you, you know, that's that, that's potential. And you may be sitting on that property that has that potential. So it's, uh, it could be yeah. foreign to you but a big moneymaker. 
Excellent. Absolutely. And look, guys, I've actually put links in the description box below as well that will show basically um, different sites as well as Buy Airspace, an incredible company that actually so heartily works on stuff like this um, and, and really supporting, you know, single owners, strata buildings, etc., developers that really want to explore potential um, and, and essentially even give a lift to something that could have been forgotten for so many years. But Mark, thank you for joining me as always. And, um, and a friendly reminder again to the, uh, the incredible auction that we've got going on today, uh, 20 to 80 Crown Road, Queenscliff. We'd love to see people join. We're excited. I can't wait to see Vic LaRusso, best auctioneer in Australia in action. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you. See you, buddy. Everyone. See ya.